Hi, and welcome to the first episode of See Me After Class, the show where two teachers talk about teacher things. I'm here, Mr. L, with my... What are we? I mean, I would say colleagues. Let's say colleagues. Okay, my colleague. Who are you? Miss S. Mr. L and Miss S. Today's first topic is something that I feel is overlooked. Am I wrong? No. It's, yeah, I mean, it can be overlooked, but it's also got all sorts of different, I would say, like, emotions to it, depending on who you ask. You ask me, and you're going to get one response, and if they were to ask you, they're definitely going to get another opposite. response, yeah. But before we, I, I'm going to, let's go ahead and pause. We're going to table that. Let's <laughs> table that real quick, because we're jumping in, and the, people don't know who we are, so. Who are we? Yeah. I mean, who am I? Existential questions <laughs> we can have for another episode. <laughs> so we are two teachers, like, I said we're licensed. We're not just doing this. Willy-nilly backyard teaching. Uh Uh-huh. We're both licensed. I have an education. Who knew? I have a master's (laughs) in psychology and a master's in industrial organizational psychology. Big words. Miss S, I know. And I have a bachelor's in journalism. And then I received, well, I'm currently receiving. I will be done in July. But... We'll be receiving my master's in education from Columbia. So <laughs> I'm going to throw that in there. Throw you know there. what? Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. We're going to name drop all season. Let's have a season. Let's, Let's have, season. have multiple seasons. This is multiple seasons. Uh, name drop. We're going to name drop wherever we want. But yes, both of us have educations. We both have a pretty good amount of teaching years under our belts. And we're here to just advise, suggest. Comment. Talk about teacher things and our first pause let's oh we're pausing that. that yes we're pausing that disclaimer right let's yes let, that you know, you know, let's let's just make sure we have fully disclosed that we are not counselors nope we're not definitely not. we that. are not administrators not yet we are not <laughs> wishful thinking we are also not we don't have phds we at least for me not yet hopefully and we are teachers with experience. We are none of those other things. We are teachers. And we're here to talk about teacher things. Now can we talk about our topic? Let's take yes, it you off know. the table. Take it off the table. <laughs> we're taking Pick it off it the table, picking it up, serving it on a hot silver platter, platter on hot, a hot platter. Hot platter for teachers. We can't afford silver platter. The What's wrong with you? first days of school. Yay, cheers. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. The first days Confetti. of school. Miss S. We're going to get some serious right now. We're getting serious. I'm getting serious. Okay, let me fix it. I'm ready. Miss S, mm-hmm. what comes to mind when you hear the first day of school? What do you think about? What rolls around in that mind of yours? Is it, so I'm thinking of like my first day of school outfit. Perfect. Like Wait, uh, clothes. Oh my gosh, she's a girl. <laughs> I think of my outfit. And then my second thought is that sets the tone for the whole year. And that I would agree with. First day of school would definitely reflect the last day of school. You can agree. You can disagree. Either way, I'm fine with it. So first days of school, Miss S., what do you as a teacher go over first days of school? It's got to be routines. 
It's how are kids going to ask for things? How are they going to enter? How are they exiting? What are they doing, right? And so when I think of first days of school, I'm thinking specifically like first period comes in. If you don't tell them how they should come in or if they come in hot mess express and they're like, ah, I miss you so much. Ah, and you're allowing it and you're like, I'm so excited. I'm a little nervous. Like you just like showed kids Please come in like this every single day. I want you to be loud. And how are we going to fix the students not thinking that they can come into your classroom you however they want? Tell them. So some more background, right? That I teach in the lower spectrum of middle school. So I have sixth grade. Mr. L teaches upper end of eighth, eighth grade. grade. And a lot of people want to assume that that two-year gap isn't that big. But it's the equivalent of like an eight-year-old. And a 38. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming that we're we're talking to either veteran teachers or zero-year teachers new to the craft, yes, they are two different human beings. And the definitely, approach is different. Yes, That's what makes it yes. I, I name that to go ahead and say that the approach is different because how I will explain my first day of school kind of routine and like the thought process that goes behind it. Mr. L has a total different way. See, I think it's the same, except the execution is different. Because you talk to sixth graders differently than you would talk to eighth graders. You also catch on, Mr. L likes to go whole, like, I'm going to go into their brain and they're going to think about things and reflect. And it's I'm like, called I'm psychology. Tell them what to do, and they're going to do it. And then if they do it wrong, we're going to do it again. Because that <laughs> is not, Hot Mess Express is not entering into that room. This is not acceptable. So a, a phrase I love that Miss S says, consistently is so what we're not gonna do is embarrass miss s especially yeah that's not happening and that's definitely something that our audience can take away from us please use so what we're not gonna do (laughs) because it, it it holds a clear expectation of what the student is not going to do but the execution is oh so beautiful miss s i'm sorry Go ahead, continue. Yeah, so what we're not going to do is interrupt me again, but <laughs> sure. You see how beautiful that was? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, when thinking of routines... Give I us an example. Let's... Okay. Let's talk about entering the classroom. Ooh, entering the entering classroom. Entering the classroom. You know what? I'll be the student and you be the teacher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do this. Okay. Let's go ahead and role play. Not uh, in the way that you would think, but yes. Correct. Uh-huh. So I'm the student, <clears throat> and I guess we're this the tone the setting is right outside exterior, of your classroom. Yep, yeah, you're exterior, yeah, exterior of the classroom. I'll okay. do fist bumps. I try not to touch them that much because it's really <laughs> gross. And so sanitize. Yes, and they're just sweaty little so, beings. Uh, 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 oh yeah, uh, uh, Bobby, did you hear about? I don't know what. Uh, okay, I'm gonna uh, go ahead uh, and uh, so, pause you right there. Who is she? Oh, what, uh, okay, no. so what we're not gonna do is when Miss is talking, you're not like you shouldn't be talking. <laughs> All right, so let's provide an example for our audience, Miss S. An example of entering the classroom. My favorite. I'll be student X, okay. and you'll be teacher. Duh. Got it. How about okay? okay so you're entering. Like, let's make it to where you're, we're, you're we're coming outside. in the doorway. You're coming. Okay, in. we're coming in. Okay. Okay. So, Bobby, did you hear about I don't know what? And uh, who is this new teacher? And I don't even know what. Okay. So she, at this so, point. I'm going to allow them to just go in and get comfortable. And then I'm going to stand at the front. And, okay, so I'm narrating for the audience. Okay, continue. Okay. Bobby, I don't know what. Like, All right. Good morning. Pause. You're talking. 
Go ahead and get all of well, your. Bobby, why oh, is she even? I'm sorry. I know you don't know me, but here's the thing. In this classroom, for however long you're in here, you don't talk when I'm talking. Unless I've given you awesome instructions that say you can't. And if that's a problem, please find me after class and let's have that conversation. Because in these four walls, I'm gonna go ahead and call the shots. And I love to give you the opportunity to do that. However, right now what you're showing me is that you don't have any respect for me and that's not gonna fly. So what's not gonna happen is any type of issues like that. So go ahead and pick up your things because the way we entered was hot mess express. We do not enter loud. You enter with a voice level of zero. You shouldn't be talking. All of you also missed the take one table tray. So obviously two big old zeros right there. We're gonna go outside, we're gonna practice again. And I'm gonna give you a helpful hint. If you come in again and do that, we're gonna try it again. And then if it's still also hot mess express, we're gonna do it again. So I'm gonna pause our reenactment. And scene. So let's break down <laughs> that wonderful example. So what she did was address the behavior, provide what to do and what not to do. So what we're not going to do, which is wonderful, and give the student a chance to fix it and also provide consequences if the student cannot fix it. So that my lovely Miss S was wonderful. Thank you so and if we didn't, as the psychologist, did we notice the inflection in her voice? It wasn't way up here, you know, happy. It was very. So what we're not going to do, and what we're, and very matter of fact, and not. And I never asked why are we talking. Fun fact: never ask a never. child. Why are you talking? Because normally you're not going to ask it like that. You're usually five octaves higher because you're screaming it at children. And when you ask that, you're going to have, you will. You get an answer. You will get an answer. One that, that you don't child. want. And Male, female teacher, you will not get the answer you want. If you start asking questions for reasons of infractions behavior in behavior. So why are you talking? Why are you getting up? Why are you not listening? Are all things we should not be doing. And that's basically a fact. So going off of that, Ms. Drell, let's talk about... So that's that's kind of how I handle. You give the clear expectations. Correct. You allow them to practice it to perfection. And it sounds like drill kill because it is. Because if you set the expectation, if I come in this way, we're going to do it again. And they hate it. Like, they're going to hate standing in the line and having to redo that eight times. And they'll fix it quicker. They'll never do it again. Because Absolutely then not. somebody at the end is going to do it. And that one person in front of them is going to be extremely over it and just correct it. For, and you don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. That's called buy-in. The kids will fix the other kids. And then you can even start building relationships with kids where it's like you just look at them and they handle it. And then you don't have to say anything. But see, that That's doesn't automatically no. happen. That does, isn't just don't take us at face value. That doesn't just happen. That's that takes a skill. Months. It's a skill. Especially if you don't know the kids. If you're zero years, that's a skill to where you get the solid buy-in that you need where the kids will do the disciplining for you. Disciplining is another episode altogether. But for first days of school, which is our topic, it is vital for you to establish your, for lack of better words, dominance. And procedures too. I think it's... And expectations and procedures. Yeah, yeah sure, whatever. Clear. But where I was going with this, so like... Let's say we have that kid who's going to give that response. So you're going to get pushed back. I think you handle it well. I, So Mr. L and I have different uh, ways of going Methodologies. about Methodologies. Sure. Call it what you want. A spade's a spade. But I am one. So I'm like 5'1". So I look like the children. But 
Um, <laughs> she does. I mean, they'll hear me coming down the hall. And it's fixed. And that can, you could argue intimidation. You could argue dictator. Call it what you want. It's my classroom has zero behavior. But Mr. L does an interesting thing that I think a lot of teachers, vet or new, could be intrigued to hear is like when you get that pushback from a child how do you, what do i say what should i do let's say i'm the kid you <laughs> told me to start working <laughs> okay so uh, and i say so why do i have to do this like what's the point I'm, it doesn't matter i'm not gonna do this anyway i'm gonna be on my phone and i pull my phone out okay so i would approach that in a manner of i would reiterate the expectations okay what i have been doing is not using my phone I would ask simple questions and we just said not to ask questions, but these are different types of questions that execution and context are different. For example, what are you doing is what I would ask the student. So student X that Miss S is going to uh, demonstrate for us. What are you doing? Nothing. I'm not doing my work. I don't want to what are you supposed to be doing? This handout. Are we going to do it? No. And 98% of the time, and scene, and 98% <laughs> of the time, your student will say, well, I'm supposed to be doing X work. Like, okay, can you help me? And it's usually because they, either they don't know how to do it yeah. or they're just embarrassed to ask, mm -hmm. which is pretty much the whole time. You will have maybe, possibly, perhaps, a student that is just not going to do it. And that you really shouldn't stress yourself out about because either help call it administrator at that point or just basically reason with the student. So I like to have them reflect. Okay, you ask them questions. As the psychologist and knowing the human mind, mm -hmm. I make them reflect on the decisions that they're making and the consequences for such decisions. So I would probably instill some sort of existential crisis. And by this, I mean, for those of us that don't know what that means, basically thinking about themselves in the world that they live in. Because if they continue making choices and decisions like the ones that they're making may not be the end all be all that they want to be in. And as for that, I mean, they want to be architects. They want to be engineers. They want to work on cars. Well, all of those things require discipline, and I am here to teach them discipline. And usually by that time, they get their, what is the word? They Done listening to you and just do it? Yeah, basically. I, they'll, <laughs> they're done listening to me. They don't want to think about themselves in the world, and they'll just do it to get me to shut up, which I've already established what they want anyway. So it's exactly what I want. So you know what? They can get me to shut up as long as they're doing your work. That's fine. One thing I will say is humility. You cannot go in the classroom with pride because once you go in the classroom with pride, it will be a struggle because the kids are going to have pride, at least in eighth grade. In eighth grade, they've got tons of pride. You have to be able to say, yep, I am wrong. Yeah, I've done Yep, that. I did make a mistake. Let's move on from it. And then I they're going to say, oh, but aren't you the teacher? And then that's when I always say, okay, I am the teacher. But I also do make mistakes, and I'm glad that you picked it out. That shows me that you're listening, you're learning, you're able to identify when I did it wrong, and I appreciate you for holding me accountable. And I take it a step further and suggest to other students, every, some 
all, all of all the rest of you. Wow, I'm having my stroke in installments. Uh, <laughs> the rest of you need to act like this student. Everybody needs to be like student X, where they can correct, have the confidence to correct the teacher. Because sometimes I do make mistakes. I am not perfect, although I want to be. Yeah, I mean, we all want to be, but we're not Barbie. <laughs> Barbie. <laughs> what else, Miss S? What else have we got? Let's see. Um, let's talk about how. What about asking to go to the restroom? I was just Ooh. gonna say that. How do kids it's, it's, ask for things? This is this is why we're doing this because we have the same mind. Because everyone's like, "Well, I do it this way," and there's however you want to do it. If it works for you, perfect, awesome. Because what we're how I have kids ask for things is not how you have kids ask for Definitely things. Definitely not. Especially in sixth grade. I don't want them asking. I don't want them really talking over me in general. <laughs> but. There's a lot more autonomy in eighth grade than you would provide in sixth grade. Yeah. But yes, go ahead. I, um, I apologize. I do nonverbal signals, like hand signals that the kids will use to ask. So I establish, right? Like it's not like I'm assuming they know it. I always establish that this is how you'll do it. But they also know that if I'm up at the board talking, it's usually because I'm introducing something new. And, and the no context one... is still first days of school. Yeah. Even if first days of school, you're introducing all your routines. That's Ooh, you new. know what we forgot? First days of school. On the first day, the kids are going to be scared. They are... Oh, they're going to do they, everything they, you ask because they're, they're yes, scared. Yes. Yes. By default, they will do what you ask. Do not be fooled. Do not... And I'm going to say this lower so that you know I'm serious. <laughs> Be fooled. Okay, Darth Vader. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yes, do not be fooled. That is just a knee-jerk reaction. They are just going to be fearful on the first day because they don't know you. But once they get a hint of blood, they will attack. <laughs> okay, Jaws. <laughs> all right, all right. All the movie referencing going on. I think, True. Because how they are on the first day of school is not how they are the first day of October. It's too Ooh, different. The too dreaded different. October. Oh, that's like the you're gonna it's go a to dead school? week. No, yeah, it's literally like they're gonna come up with cute Rocktober. We're gonna rock it out, but because it's miserable, you literally feel like you're. But dying. misery loves company. And we can have a whole. Let's have a whole episode on October. Let's, we are gonna have a whole because episode on my first year October. I I thought I died. I literally thought I had been. <laughs> I dead. think you died and I, resurrected like a yeah, phoenix. Like <laughs> I thought I died and or, I was wait, coming out of the ashes and lies. I wanted to die. She was again. not a phoenix. She was a zombie. I was a slug and someone stepped on me. <laughs> That's what they happened. poured salt on her and she <laughs> shriveled away. Well, we'll talk about that yes, in another okay, yes. episode. We digress. That was just to say, kids are going to become comfortable just like you are. When you start a job, the first day, who you are is most likely not who you are three months later. No, sir, no, ma'am. So, yeah, understand that compliance will happen out of fear in the first day. It will not happen in October unless you have been specific and consistent. Yes, and I like the word consistent. Same. Let's use it in every sentence. We're going to use it every episode, every time we talk. And if we don't, call in and tell us that we weren't consistent. <laughs> you know what? Text me and tell me, Mr. L, you are not being consistent. You know what? I'm going to take that one. I am. I have not been consistent. Okay. We're disciplining ourselves. Where were we going with this? Uh, communication. Yes? Question mark? How they're going to ask to go That's to the restroom? That's right. Nonverbals. Nonverbals. I use nonverbals just because uh, little hand signs are easier for me to see. And I... You're going to disagree. Fine. We each have different ways. I personally cannot stand 
when I have posed a question to the class, right? I'm giving think time. I'm doing excellent teacher moves. <laughs> and then you see that student who raises their hand and you're already feeling great about yourself. And you're like, here we go. This is going to be the cherry. I'm doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the cherry on top. And you say, yes, uh, student, answer. Yeah, no, I have to go to the restroom. And it's not even like they asked. They just said, I have to go to the restroom. And I can feel part of me die inside when that happens <laughs> every time. And so that's why A part I do. of you dies and a part of me gets very, very angry. <laughs> and so that's why I do the nonverbals because I can see it. And then I'll either say when I'm done or you'll agree, disagree. I say no. Now, I have to be careful. And those of you who teach the younger grades, whether you've done it for years or you're new or you've been around nieces, nephews, little ones, if you say no to them when they have to go to the restroom and you don't remember to ask them again or they don't ask, they're going to wet themselves. Like, it's happening. <laughs> it will happen. We don't want that happening. No, but I promise you that's the opposite of what you want to have that on just the provides first more day stress. of school. <laughs> And I promise you that parent doesn't trust you. Like, Ooh, they're uh, big old problem. Parents will be another episode <laughs> that we talk about. But, yeah, so I'll say no occasionally, especially if I already saw that child in the hallway 10 minutes before my class and I know that they went to the restroom. And sometimes they don't think that we have eyes. And I teach with my door open all the time. Like, I, I love, love teaching with, teaching my, door teaching open. with my door We'll talk about that, too. Well, How we're do gonna you have, teach? Teaching with are your doors open. But... <laughs> And so if I've already seen them in the hallway and I know that they don't have to go and I saw their friend walk by, you're, you're going to pick up on, th maybe not the first day, but you'll pick up on certain vibes from kids. Um, but yeah, I use nonverbals. I'll say, hold on. If it's like they're asking and it's independent work, most of the time I'll say, sure. Or if there's a line, that's where it gets tricky, right? Like, okay, after, like, remind me when so-and-so comes back. If they don't remind me, they don't have to go. And the most important thing that we can tell you is consistency because i don't think we've mentioned this students talk yeah they do and they talk smack all of the time and I, what i mean by this is if you don't let student x go during your period but student z during the next period gets to go and student x sees student z that period then when they come and have you the next day they're gonna say why did student z go to get to go to the restroom and i didn't they will remember that. So having said this, yes, and I never say no to the student because no, for me, Miss S, opens the door to, well, why not? Well, why can't I go? That's true. And then they'll just start spewing the lies of, well, so-and-so got went to go. Why can't I go? And it will just open a can of worms that you do you want to keep closed. And then closed. You, know, you lost 10 minutes in your lesson of time that you don't actually have to so, lose. So see, what I do is when they do raise their hand and happen to interrupt me as blasphemous as it might be during your lesson, I say, okay, oh, just let me finish this. Let me finish this back. Ooh, ooh, uh, can you wait? And, uh, and usually they're not horrible people. They know I can't wait. <laughs> or ideally, yes, they will. So they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And usually, 98% of the time, they don't have to go. They're just bored and want to leave, which don't feel offense. Don't feel, uh, oh, I'm not boring. It's, just th think those of are kids. it when you're in PD and you just get oh, up professional to development. go to the restroom and you don't really go. You just literally walk the hall, get some water, look out the window, check your phone, and then you go back. That's kind of what kids do when they get bored. But the... 
fun part is you have control over that. True. And as adults, you know, we can do whatever we want. But yeah, I use nonverbal hand signals. Um, it's just a little, it's it's your preference. Dealer's and w- choice. Whatever has been working for you, wonderful. If you don't know anything, hopefully you can take our advice. Get the simplest one. That's my advice. Zeroing your teachers. You can remember, you can read all those books. You can go to all those trainings. And please, you can have all the confidence in the world. But talking about it and actually doing it are two very different animals. You're going to get the experience you need. You're probably going to learn the hard way. Trial by fire. But please do not be afraid to adapt and to change your methodologies if they are not working. And if you want to change it, you I, I'm the one when I change things, like routines, because I'm like, oh, no, this is not working. I'll name. I literally say... This isn't working to make it easier on you. So like pointing it to like, oh, it's going to make my life easier. As a child, they're like, I want it. Let's this is my it. fault. I'm doing it for you. Yes. Their buy-in is instant most of the time. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to at least listen and, and try it out. Because if you say, well, you're doing it wrong and you're doing it, Then they're like, okay, so then I'm just going to do this one wrong too. Yeah. So yeah. So basically like, oh, well, it's my fault anyway. So I'm going to mess it up. So if you want to tweak things, you, you just own it on yourself. As the adult, you should have no problem doing that. Exactly. Like, it's fine. Just say... I messed up. This isn't working. And to be accountability life, yeah. as a teacher can be another episode. For real. All of the new episodes. Stay Ad- tuned. Adaptation. Stay Subscribe. tuned, please. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe. So, yeah, I do nonverbals. You can do however you want. But again, consistently do it. What's another one? Uh, we talked about procedures. We've talked about. How do kids ask for things? How do they enter? You, when we did our dramatization, that wonderful thing we did, you had scolded the student for not getting their paper at the, at oh, yeah, the at my beginning of that. Uh huh. What is what does that what mean? What that? was that? Explain it, please, for our so, listeners who don't know what that means. I want who are confused right now? Close your eyes, everybody. Close okay, we're close. Shh, we're closing our eyes. I don't want you. To you better be closing your eyes. Be quiet. Okay. I don't want you to all visualize. A beautiful room. <laughs> Is it clean? <laughs> well, especially with COVID nineteen, it's who's, extremely who's clean. Who's cleaned it? Did I clean it? Did other people clean it? Ma'am, focus. Uh, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> Anyways, close your eyes. Okay, close. Okay. I know you open them because we're laughing and you want to laugh and be a part of I it. I apologize. But we're closing our eyes. Close your eyes. As you enter my beautifully cleaned, sparkling. It smells like Clorox, but. The lemon scent. Chlor- <laughs> She's getting that olfactory senses. Those olfactory senses. I want you to, and lavender because I always have a Glade plug-in. So we're falling Fun asleep fact. with the lavender. <laughs> <laughs> Get a Glade plug-in for your classroom even if you think you don't need but it. But what about kids with allergies? I never care Hide about it. that. <laughs> Put it on the lowest setting I, when that kid comes in. I get the, oh, Mr. L, uh, the student has allergies. You can't have scent, the scents that are too strong. Like, okay, well, they'll be able to handle it because it's berries. I use berries. I, <laughs> anaphylactic shock later, EpiPen. I, I have dive. EpiPens. Okay, pause. Okay, yes. okay. I apologize. Close your eyes again. You enter my room. Yes. There is a small black table to the right. And on that table, I have two trays. There's a take one tray and a turn in tray. The turn in tray is labeled, as you would guess. What would you think? Sure. I mean, you're describing the, you're I, describing your class to us, so sure, it's labeled. I asked you what and would visual- it be labeled. Oh. <laughs> oh, I guess it's labeled 
turn take one no i wasn't listening i wasn't listening Take one and this turn one. This is like one. when you cold call on a student, they have no idea. <laughs> take one and turn one? Is, <laughs> turn is that wrong? On. Turn in. Oh, take one and turn in. Okay. Anyways, so <laughs> open your eyes. Open your eyes. It's all going Okay, yeah, in. yeah. It's, you, you're not picturing. Anyways, there's a small black table as you enter on the right. Yes. There is a little tray, and they always pick up either their do now or, like, their packet for the day. And... And what are we referencing? What 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 is so significant about this black table? It's a routine. That's what's so significant about it is the fact that you can tell kids, okay, when you walk in, you're picking this up. And they may not even know what that means in terms of like, what is this? It doesn't matter. It also saves you time because you have to pass it out once they sit down. Oh, that takes about five minutes. It takes, you think it's going to be quick. I'm going to have a helper. No, because that helper wants to talk to everybody most yep. of the time. And then instead of being... Okay, I'm going to give the first person in this row all of the papers. They want to, like, show off their outfit, I guess, most of the time. Sometimes they throw it. <laughs> and they just want to walk down the aisle. That's besides the point. <laughs> Anyways, so it's like a little table where I establish on the first day, again, procedures. They pra- they literally practice picking up a blank piece of paper and turning it in as Ooh, they exit. I like the blank piece of it's paper. It's a blank paper. I literally open a new packet, put it there, take one. There's nothing. Mm? Take one. Sit down. Yes, and one one upping, Miss S. I would like to say that I motivate the students with show me you can do this quickly, efficiently, and, and usually the students. And in younger grades, you could be like, "Well, my last class did it really good, and I really don't think that." This Ooh, is kids love competition. And if you make up a time on the board, they don't know that that was the other class's Absolutely time. Absolutely not. You could be like, "This is the time they did it in silently." They did it in thirty seconds. Let's see if we can do it faster. But quickly and efficiently, and I don't want to see any papers on the floor. Ready, set, go. And then and they will. Uh, 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 uh. Hurry, hurry up! Hurry. No, wait. the other class. We don't want to beat. We want to beat them. And they're like, "Well, what do we get?" Well, I know that so and so was in this class, especially if you cut. Well, again, that goes with student relationships. Yes. You Building always, relationships with the students. With but um, yeah, so they pick up that paper, and that's usually how we start the day. So I don't have to pass anything out. It's already in the student hands, and I can immediately jump into the lesson, which saves time when you're running with small amounts already. So what I'm hearing is they enter the, <laughs> they enter the classroom a certain way, quietly. Zero. Voice level zero. Ze- level, voice level zero. Because if you say zero, quietly, I They don't whisper. know what that means. I could whisper, yes. and my whisper is actually this voice level right now. This is uh, my wait, whisper. So this is my whisper. <laughs> this is my whisper. This is how I do it. <laughs> Sir, I just talk like this. <laughs> This is okay. Yes. So, voice level voices zero. level zero. Then when they go in, they take their papers. Their wait. Let me see if I remember. They take one and turn in. Well, they. Well, why would they turn it in if they just took it? <laughs> what? Just at the beginning of class. <laughs> they turn Maybe it, in it was as their they homework. Exit. No, they'll turn it in as they exit. Okay, their fine. Exit ticket. That's besides the point. So take one and they go to their desks they and. Down. And they should be silently where I have a like uh like a, a bell slides. ringer yeah, a and do so, now. Whatever it they is, they take that out you... their pencils, their binders, uh-huh. whatever class materials they need for your class. Ooh, so more specifics, Miss S. What is it exactly that you teach? <gasps> yeah, I teach uh, English. Ooh, sixth grade English is what I've had for a few years, and that's the what only I'm comparable subject I feel that is to English is what I teach. Mm. Me, Mr. L. I teach mathematics. And yes, I have to say mathematics. Yeah, he does. He'll do that. <laughs> Instead of just math. So yes, um, I feel that that's just good context because in English, you know, you're going to need a lot more. You're going to do a lot more reading. You're not more writing. Obviously, we don't have to tell that to teachers, but it's good to, to say students. nonetheless. It's good to it's good to say nonetheless. 
But that um, just is an organization. And I've seen a lot of teachers will do that. Even if it's not a full table, if you're like, oh, I don't have a lot of room. I don't, I want to go buy a table. I literally sometimes just get. I bought tables. No, I bought a table. I think it's an investment you should make. I bought a little table for like, I think $15 at Walmart. We'll, we'll have another episode on teachers spending their own money to buy supplies. But that that's. Yeah. But anyways, it's like a table. And I sometimes don't even use the tray. I just place the papers on it. And I'm like, just pick up one. <laughs> just pick up one. Just pick up. But then. Remember, with sixth grade, their motor skills, I feel like, are still developing. So then you don't want it to be backed up. Or what, are they tripping all over their legs yes, and feet no. and stuff? And then so if it's a packet, they're like, oh, no. And it's like papers everywhere. And so then I say, okay, so we're going to pause right now. What does this look like? And by then, again, this would be like September. This looks like a hot mess express. Exactly. Everybody get out. We're going to try it again. Because I'm not going to allow, if I let one day of them coming in like that, they're going to assume, oh, I can come in tomorrow. Like, just a little bit more. And then by Friday, because it's Because they're getting blown. comfortable. It's, I've lost control. And then I'm going to be yelling. And the moment you start to yell, you become They're going to start to laugh. Oh, yeah. And then they're going to be like, <laughs> oh, we made Miss S mad today. Ooh. And remember, we've all had and secretly made fun of in our classrooms when we hear other teachers yelling. Ooh, it's so good. And I tell my kids, and you can hear the other teacher yelling. I go, do you want me to be like that? Because I can be like that. And they, more often than not, 99% of the time, they shake their heads like, no, sir, no, sir. Okay. Well, then keep listening to me the way you do. Thank you so much. Let's continue. We have work to do. For real. I think another, let's, one final one to end on because it's one that I think couldn't be built on. Again, first days of school. Episodes is student relationships, especially in that like early phase. Like how are you going to build those things? And, and so, how exactly do you do that? That's a good question. <laughs> That's why I'm asking you. Welcome to our podcast. So I, what do I do? How do I build relationships? So on the first day of school, it's usually I not. I keep it real. I mean, obviously that's what I do. I always tell them I'm not here to be your friend. And they assume because I'm their size that they're like, oh my God, we're going to be friends. Uh-huh, no. She's going to be fun. Uh-huh, she's I'm super not nice. fun. I'm not your mom and I'm not here to be your friend. If we have that very clear and there's respect going on and you can be responsible and you're holding each other accountable. We can love and I, but the moment you think you're going to take advantage of that is the moment I'm going to revert back to first day of school, Miss S, and we're going to have problems. I just think it's all about you being authentic. If you come in, you're like, oh my God, so here's my dog and here's this and I look at this. It's like a whole slideshow of your life. <laughs> like that's too much. And the kids are like, okay, so she's our friend. In their heads, at least they'll be like, oh, wow, I love all the things she loves. She could be my friend. For real. Absolutely not. It's very, it's all, and it takes time. Like, don't think at the end of the first week you're going to be like, I, like, I have such investment. Like, kids are not really that invested. If they are, it's because they're still scared and they might still be new to the school or new with the classmates that they have. I think it takes however long. I don't know. What do you think? I think I, it takes like the first semester for authentic relationships because my first year, Took me about till like November. But then again, I also almost died in October, which we'll talk about. So, <laughs> next episode. So, yeah. I mean, it took me a while because I was coming off very, very stone. Aggressive? Cold. No. You could call it that. And people did. If the shoe fits, sweetie, wear it. But, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I just think it's about being authentic and honest with the kids and whatever you're comfortable. Like, don't ooh, enough, go to their games. Go to their athletic games. Oh, go yeah. Go to their events. Yeah. That's how you do it. I went to like one football game and they were like, oh, like I saw you. And then you could talk about it and then they like want to work for you. 
So having said that, yes, and I've had teachers where I've suggested that and they roll their eyes at me saying, oh, no, I already know that. Yeah. Oh, no, the kids love me. And I, and I just kind of in my head without being disrespectful, I say, like, do they? Can they? Have they been invested in you? So what just to go off of what what Miss S just said, yes, go to their games. But when you go to the away games, uh, 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 uh. I went to every single football game this past season. Yes, she sure did. Yeah, yeah, I did. We were driving. One of those games was in like, I don't know. In Another a, state. Okay, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't, but it, the city was probably maybe 30, 45 minutes yeah, away. Yeah, and I drove out there, and the moment I got out of the car, kids were like, what? Uh, and they were like, you came? Miss S, I can't believe. And that is just so good for buy-in and And if real... they don't do sports, go to their plays. Go to their debate. Yes. Whatever they're into, figure out times. And if you can't go to all of them, if you can show up, and then you can talk about it the next day, they're more likely to be that buy-in with them and they're also more likely to feel that you see them for more than just a little body that regret or shame when they do make a mistake and they'll fix it faster which is definitely what you want so in conclusion let's go over our key points sir (laughs) (laughs) key key points key points what should i walk away first days of school consistency yes structure Authentic relationships. And own it. It's okay to own if it wasn't Be real, be authentic, yes, and own it. If you make a mistake, make them the first week days of school rather than the last days when you're... Yeah, don't own it on the last... Don't listen to this and be like, oh, I'm going to own it on the last day of school. Like, okay, guys, I ruined everything this year. Thanks for coming. Like, they don't care about you anymore. Like, they definitely don't care. So, yeah, own it in the beginning. And I promise it it helps. If you're a veteran teacher, you know, hopefully you got something. Maybe you'll change. Maybe you won't. Perfect. I don't care. If you're new to teaching, hopefully you got something out of it. What was our podcast called? See me after class. Let's do it with a little bit more seriousness, please. It's because I was looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see you next time on, on See Me After Class. I was looking See at Me After Class. That's Ooh, better. That was scary. I got kind of <laughs> I was like, oh no, my mom. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks.